Hey everyone, and welcome to this edition of Symposia Disney, where we're going to talk about mine and Liza's trips to Disney, and also just what's going on. I'm Liza and Danica and I know last episode that we put out and I'm going to put this one out next or we're going to put this one out next um, Danica had just gotten back from her trip and we got to hear all about it and then Liza and I were lucky enough that Liza went in June and I just went in July so actually we have like a May June July mm -hmm. yes. given all the changes of the Disney company we are really seeing the evolution of the changing COVID protocols, I think, over our three trips. Yes. Danica, do you want to just do a really short kind of recap of how you felt about the COVID protocols or what was going on then? And then Liza, maybe we go into your trip and Danica and I get to ask you the questions now. Yes. Uh, so for me, you know, when I was there, it was still everybody was fully masked. Um, everybody was supposed to be socially distant, which was, I would say, was adhered to. Uh, if it wasn't, it it was only because the lines were sort of moving so fast that there was really no reason to stay on the markers. Um, but people were still being counted going into stores and rest restaurants and um, everything was at about 30%, maybe 35% capacity when I was there. Uh, and I was also very uncomfortable uh, with the lack of COVID protocols at Universal and at the Orlando airport. You know, it just seems like a completely different world now from from that week in uh, in April and early May. So, so yeah, I, I, I'm excited to hear the, how the changes and how, how how safe you guys felt. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Danica. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Liza. No, yeah. So we were like a game show host today where I'm like, and now we'll turn to Liza. I don't know. I'm just going to step back. This is like a game show. Well, we we started our trip two days after the mask mandate was lifted for vaccinated people. So it was it was like kind of everybody was really happy. There was really no masks like a lot. There was about 50 percent of families that still masked their kids that weren't vaccinated. And we were one of them indoors. Like when we were indoors on cues, um, we did mass solidarity with Olivia, who's six, um, my daughter. So we kind of wore masks inside. And, um, but I mean, generally I did feel really safe. I just felt like they were doing smart things still. They still had plexiglass. You could tell that everywhere we went, they were thinking about it. And um, it, you know, it didn't give me the vibe like, like there was no pandemic at all. Like it, there was definitely, you know, good things in place. And I just felt like it was just like a really great trip. It was, it was awesome. And, and I was, I was slightly afraid that lifting the masks the two days before was going to cause mayhem, but it really didn't. It was really seamless. I thought, you know, everybody seemed good. I mean, there was no any, there was no rage or anything, no mask rage or, or anything that I saw um, in the airport or anything. So it was good. Okay. Liza, I just realized that we didn't ask you to explain what you are currently wearing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I have on um, for my Disney gear today, I have on my flower and garden ears. Um, they're just two big poofy pink I don't know, peonies or something. I don't know, but they're 
really cute. And I wore them in honor of Flower and Garden Festival. And this trip, we stayed at the Beach Club. So it was definitely an Epcot-centric trip, which was amazing because we love Epcot. <laughs> so it was awesome. It was good. So I'm that's my gear that I'm representing today. Awesome. Danica, are you wearing anything or... I'm, I'm not, I kind of, I didn't even remember, I guess, but I did, I am buying an outfit that I got to wear to Yellowstone. Ooh, that's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> um, I guess Yellowstone bounding. So it's like a, you know, ah, that's adorable. <laughs> big bear on a sweatshirt. That, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So that's where, that's where my mind is prepping right now, even is for the, I guess I'm getting ready for the Yellowstone trip. I like how you're the Disney of, 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 you know, national parks. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're bringing the Disney bound spirit. Yeah. I I also forgot to wear something Disney, but I am actually wearing the Capri sweatpants that I wear to drive down to and back from Disney in the summer, because obviously when you're in the car for eight, nine hours, you wear and oh, they're old maternity, old Navy ones. And my youngest child is seven, but that's what I drop <laughs> because they're just super comfortable. I like how you have a designated go-to pair for the drive. That well, seems really smart. During the winter, I obviously have like longer sweatpants, right? Like I'm not wearing my Capri sweatpants, but during the summer, it's definitely Capri sweatpant drive. Yeah. It's so efficient. I would spend like two hours being like, <laughs> You have a go-to. I do. I do. It could also demonstrate how like limited my outfit options are, but they're really comfortable. So yeah, I guess that's what I'm doing. So Liza, you kind of started us there and I'd love to continue. So you were beach club, which right beach club. Yes. Yes. Club, which I think is kind of becoming like the unofficial resort of our show. (laughs) (laughs) So Beach Club and Epcot and just tell us like how long you were there, what you did, like some highlights, just anything you want to share with us because Danica and I saw pictures, which were beautiful, but Mm -hmm. let's come on one listener, Liza's gonna bring it home for you. So we did another four day trip or actually it was five days, four nights. So that's kind of what we did the first time when we went in 2019. Um, This time I got a five day park ticket and we stayed at Beach Club, which was our first time, you know, well, the first time we stayed at Wilderness. So now we're at Beach Club. So we've had two, a little taste of two deluxe resorts and we love them both. But there's like, as Danica said, there's really nothing like staying like right next door to Epcot. And that was our absolute favorite part of it. Um, my husband, John said like, I don't want to stay anywhere else. <laughs> like, it's just so fun to just have Park Hopper and walk over through the International Gateway and, and have drinks or, or dinner at Epcot. So we did that, I think three out of the four nights or at least, yeah, I think we did dinner. Okay. Well, whatever I'm getting ahead of myself, but we um, started at Epcot on arrival day. So we had an early flight and we just dropped our bags off and went straight to Epcot because our room wasn't ready. And we did three or four hours of rides and, and, you know, future world. And we did a um, couple booths in the flower and garden festival and then that was amazing um we ate at regal eagle which was a danica recommendation and it was amazing mobile order which i know liv liz you have you said 
it's you're in love with it. I'm in love with it too. Like it's so good. It's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it's just so it worked out perfectly for us both times we did it. I bow at like the altar of mobile order. It is. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I about it to another person who's bringing like her three year old, her four year old, and six year old for like a quick weekend trip, and I'm like mobile order. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anything that sort of stays from the COVID changes, like after reopening, I hope this stays and grows because I think it's just so brilliant. I guess the highlight of like that Epcot excursion was Soren. I loved it. I know Danica, you are so terrified of it. It was, it was like definitely um, like John Swerth. He got, you know, like he got a little feeling in his stomach and I'm like, I don't know if we're actually moving, but it feels like you are. It really does. I will give you that. (laughs) That was really good. And then we came back and we hung out at beach club at Stormalong Bay and we got drinks at Hurricane Hannah's. And then we had dinner at Cinderella's Royal table, which was Olivia's request. She wanted to see the castle on the first night and have dinner there. And that was delightful. Cinderella only comes out right now because of the reopening phases, but she's amazing and interactive and just, I don't know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that packed. So I, I think they were still socially distancing the tables. Um, so she was able to really interact with everybody from a distance and it was beautiful. And it was just such a great, you know, little first night. And let me also say we were there before there were fireworks or nighttime shows back. So once we got out of the castle, the park was closed and it was nice. We really just took it all in and enjoyed like leisurely walking out and taking pictures and it was really beautiful. Um, so that was sort of like a great first day yeah. and we did Hollywood. We were blown away um, by uh, Galaxy's Edge because we had never been because we went in the spring um, before it was finished last year at uh, last time. So we were blown away by that. We did everything. We built a droid. We built a lightsaber. We went on Rise. We did not go on Millennium Falcon, actually, because that was a 90-minute wait the whole entire time. Wow. So I know. So that that's something we're saving for next time, for sure. It kind of actually feels good that there's stuff still left to do. You know, like there's definitely stuff that we didn't get to that um, makes me want to go back. <laughs> So did you walk to Hollywood Studios or did you take the Skyliner? We actually, we took the boat, um, which I think you had said was the best and it was the best. And it happened to be right there when we walked out Mm -hmm. and it was just this beautiful little like scurry over there. I think we got out there. um, I think we got out there at 8.15 maybe or 8.8 and then we got to the park early and they were still doing that unofficial rope drop at that point where you they were just trying to avoid crowds at the at the gate so they were just letting people in in a flow so we got in really early and for, um for rise did you guys get the 7 a.m or the 1 p.m got the 7 a.m so i woke up that day and wow. danica i feel so bad because i um i literally like i don't know i did i got all i got a new phone for the trip because of rise. Cause I was like, my old phone is not going to get us on. <laughs> I like last minute before our trip, like ordered a new iPhone and I woke up and I was just trying to tell John and Livy, like, it's like, you don't know how hard this is. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Okay. Like I was just prepping them. Like, 
And they were like, we don't even know what it is. Like, what are you doing? Like, we have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, no, it's like big deal. And we got like boarding group 43. So we, we rode around like 12 o'clock PM. So it was really good. But Danica, that was, that's something you got to get on. I know. I mean, yeah, I read, I wrote it before. Oh, you've been on it. Yes. So I I do know exactly what I'm missing (laughs) by not being able to get it out the four times I tried on my last trip. So is it different now getting from, is it different, harder to get on it now? Mm -hmm. I think when we were there before COVID, you had to be in the park to, to do it. So it was just, you know, and it, I, that like the optics were bad because back then, so everybody would, people would be rushing into the park and then you would just hear like, I don't know, maybe a third of the audience would just like burst into tears. Oh my God. The other other two thirds are like, you know, dancing and stuff. (laughs) And that was it for the day. So if you didn't get it at like 7am or I think even at that time it was opening like at 6 a.m. Like really, it was still dark one day when we did it. Oh you were God. like, you know, you what are you're in the park? What are you gonna do? Like you're 6 a.m. in Hollywood studios and you don't get on the like the big attraction. Oh my um, God. So it is a better system, I guess, what they're doing now, but I've just everything seems to suggest that it's harder to get in and that the ride itself is you know, a little bit clunky, I think, because it just has so many things that can go wrong with it. But I know. It's they, so great though, right? It is so great. Oh, it makes me feel better that you've, you've yeah, been <laughs> on it. It's just the new, the new cue that's yeah troubling. Yeah. It's amazing. We loved it. It just blew us away. The whole Galaxy's Edge experience, like just loved it. Loved Oga's Cantina. We ate at Docking Bay 7. We did Mobile Order for that too, which was wonderful. And then we did Mickey and Minnie. Yes. What do you think? Just so amazing. Like I will, I, I, I wish I could have done it like five times. Like it's just so fun and awesome and charming. And Livy keeps talking about the tornado and all of this stuff. Like she's just, I hope not spoiler alert. Um, it's just really cute. It's awesome. A plus for that. For were sure. you, were, were they showing the pre-show yet, Liza, or they just started the pre-show when we were there. So we yeah. were really on the verge of all different things opening up. So that was special because we got to see that cool, um, introduction, which is awesome. What else? Okay. So yeah, I mean, we did, then we did Toy Story Mania for the first time ever. So that was awesome. Really loved that. And yeah, we ended our time there at Oga's and this is like a good example of like Disney magic. I feel like, um, which is something I've been trying to explain to like, or I'm using as an example to explain to people, like, what do you mean by Disney magic? So like when we were in Oga's, which if people don't know, that's the cocktail bar in galaxy's edge and the sort of theming is like they they come up to you and they're like what planet are you from and all that stuff and it's just really cute so Liv was in her ray costume or ray dress the you know waitress came up to her and was like oh you're a jedi this is great so then like halfway through our seating um they have this sort of like big set piece behind the bar that's like lit up and um just like awesome looks like you know all junky from like an outpost like on Jakku or whatever or Batu. 
it's lit up cool and it makes cool noises. And at one point during our seating, the whole thing came to like a screeching halt and shut down and like fizzed out. And like, it sounded like it shorted out and everybody, all, all the um, cast members were like, Oh my God. Oh no. And they were like, we need the force. They, we need the force. So they all sort of zeroed in on Olivia and they were like, Jedi, use your power. And they like put out their hands and she like put out her hand too. And they're like, everybody use the force, turn it back on. And like, then the whole thing like came back, roaring back to life and, and all like went on and lit up again. And she was just like smiling at me. She's like, mommy, did I really do that? And I'm like, yes, you did that. You have the force. (laughs) And it was just awesome. Like everybody cheered and it was just something she'll never forget, you know, like it was just an awesome, immersive, you know, fun moment. And I just feel like it, that is the epitome of like what Disney parks do. Mm-hmm. Right. That is so special. I've never heard of that happening. That is really cool. <laughs> I, like I, At first I was really a little bit nervous that it was like an act, like that it wasn't <laughs> That it was not staged, you know. Like, oh. <laughs> Edward, Florida, <laughs> it's getting shut down. <laughs> so I was really happy that it was it was staged and it was super fun. Uh, yeah, I actually haven't read about that at all either. So I wonder if that's something they do every so often, or if they save it for when they see a little girl dressed as Ray. I don't know, but it was cute. We went back to Epcot that night and we ate around the world and we did Soren again and we did Grand Fiesta tour and we ate at Germany and America, um, just like the flower and garden pavilions, which were delicious. There's some like pretzel cheese bread at Germany for flower and garden that like <laughs> it had ham in it. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> Day three, we did Animal Kingdom. And so you guys will hear in our Animal Kingdom episode that I had never been to Animal Kingdom before. Um, and it was awesome. I mean, we did it. We we probably did a half-ish day there. I think we left at like two. We rope dropped Flight of Passage. That was another one. Was um, It was a little too immersive for Olivia. She was really scared. <laughs> like she thought, like she was scared before we got on the Banshee. She was like, they're going to take my brain, mom, I think. She was like, I don't think this is, I think they're linking my brain to something. And I'm like, it's a show. So um, she got really nervous about, and I was crying actually. And I thought we were going to have to do some kind of rider switch situation, but she sort of, you know, mustered up the courage and we did that. But that's probably one Danica where she'll say no more, never again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I see you, Liv. <laughs> I was like, Danica doesn't like it either, Liv. Okay. <laughs> we ate at Yak and Yeti um, at Animal Kingdom, which I loved. Um, Livy really loved it. She loves anything with like chicken and rice. So she ate like a big bowl of fried rice. It was great. We loved the safari. I mean, mm. Cali River Rapids had a really long line because it was like after lunch. So th- that's what where. We started to feel like I kind of missed the fast passes a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I think we waited on flight of passage for an hour, but like, I know that that's been four hours in the past. Like, so I don't know. And I, I actually know that it was really hard to get a fast pass for too. So who knows? I, I got, I feel like I should be grateful for the 60 minutes. And then I thought Dino Land USA was like hilarious. Cause I read the backstory of <laughs> it's just 
so funny. Like Chester and Hester's like <laughs> air. Like, I just think it's like hilarious. I know people are like, what is this? And I thought it was funny. And then, and that, so that was, that was like animal kingdom. It was, it was nice. I mean, it was beautiful there. Um, I'm really excited about the kite tails um, 50th anniversary thing that they're going to do at animal kingdom. So I'm hoping to get back for that. And we did not get to see lion King, which had just opened and or, or recently opened, we opened and um, I would love to see that because that's one of my favorites. So there's still more to do at animal kingdom for sure. And I, that's, I think that's what I love about all of these things. Like you just kind of find what you love and then there's always more to do too repeat favorites. And then there's ones that you still need to do and build into a trip. And then that night we will. And after all of these days, we went back to swim for like three hours because we just loved storm along Bay so much. Um, so it was great because it was June. So I feel like in the summer, you kind of just need that. It was just really hard to stay at the parks for more than four or five hours, which feels like, okay, maybe some people would say you're not getting your money's worth, but we felt like we had a really quality time. So we were really about like the quality and instead of like quantity, we weren't about like checking, checking, rushing, rushing. We were more like, let's just enjoy these five hours. And, and it worked out really well. And then we were primed to go to Epcot and we had Le Cellier dinner, which was so good. What'd you get? Oh my God. I, we both got steak. I got the filet mignon. I think John got the New York strip. It was awesome. We had a beer in the UK before we bought Livia bubble wand. Then we did the Canada far and wide movie and just put us in the best mood. We were like drinking beer while we were watching it. It was great. And then we ate at La Cellier and it was just delicious. It was so good. And we got, John got, I think we both got the, the soup because even though it was so hot, we were like, famous. <laughs> like you have to. So it was freezing in the restaurant, which is yeah. good. <laughs> so you don't feel hot when you're eating it. You're just like, oh my God, I know that. Like I'm going to be sweating cheddar cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it. And then we ended that night with Frozen Ever After and it was perfect. It was just so good. Day four, we did all Magic Kingdom. We ate at Skipper's Canteen. So we kind of made it um, an Adventureland morning. Okay. We did like Aladdin, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, and then Skipper's for lunch, which like an early lunch, which is awesome. And then we snuck in like Mickey's Philhar Magic and the carousel. And then our plan was to go back, swim. We did that. And then we came back for Be Our Guest dinner. um, And we did a couple more like Fantasyland rides. And that was also awesome. I don't know. We just, just kind of set it up to have that midday break. And then the fifth day was our, we had a late flight. So we did Hollywood Studios again in the morning, but we did not try to get on Rise again. Um, we just did Muppets, Disney Junior Dance and Play and Lightning McQueen and like had pretzels for breakfast. And it was so good. <laughs> Cream cheese filled pretzels are amazing. They're really, really good. <laughs> What so that was you, our trip. How is your like transportation? Because you know, I did something similar for my trip too. But how is your transportation going back and forth from the parks like that? Like, did you have any issues or? It was real. I, I was really nervous about that when and when I was planning because I was like, how much time is this realistically going to take? And is am I 
Am I really underestimating this? Everything was so seamless. The buses from and to and from Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom were great. They had stopped social distancing on buses, but you still had to wear a mask. But we um, really never had to wait inordinately or anything. So we got really lucky with buses back and forth. A couple of times, like Yacht Club was like already like Yacht Club people were already on there because I think we were the second pickup or something. But like there was never a time where we didn't have room. It was good. It worked out. I mean, and then having going back to Hollywood, like Hollywood, we took the boat. But then on the way back from Hollywood, the last day, we promised Livy she could try the Skyliner. So we went on the, we went on the die liner. <laughs> it, was, it was fine. Thank God. But I do see how like, and I've heard stories since that like with, it was such a thundery, we had like such a thundery June and July, I think down there. And people said that like, there was whole nights where it was just done. Like you couldn't go on it. So I totally would not count on that. If yeah. you were staying at a Skyliner resort. Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. Yeah. And I don't, I didn't mind the buses at all. I mean, I think li- like staying at a deluxe resort, just like because of the proximity to the parks, that's the biggest key. I mean, it's, it's a bus, but it's a, it's a quick bus ride or it, it's just, I don't know. It's easy. It seemed easy to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was so fun. I want to go back already. I'm like every day. Well, you yeah. guys know. But you just tell us, like, so I know you said you wanted to be there for the 50th. Um, which vacation dates do you currently have? In, <laughs> in um, my cart right now, I have Easter Monday leaving and coming home um, the Saturday after. So that's my current plan. Okay. Because <laughs> Libby has that week off of school. Right. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, that's just unannounced to my husband right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's my current plan. I don't know if that's your vice, saving vacations in your Disney cart. Save our vacations in our Disney cart. Exactly. It's a little bit of a dopamine hit. Yeah. <laughs> we just like I would like more of a cart option. Like, you know, I can only hold three. And I kind of need about like I would like actually four. Because usually <laughs> I'm kind of trying to do split stays. So I need kind of I need four to have two split stays. The combinations, yeah. all yeah. the yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that that seems logical. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that's really fun. Um, It was awesome. And, and I did, I guess the, the thing maybe that I'm most looking forward to with the 50th is, is the nighttime spectaculars. I mean, Mm -hmm. I just, I think the trip was totally fun without those, but I just, I just loved happily ever after so much when I saw it in 2019. And then I was kicking myself because I realized as a Disney rookie, last time I went, we did not see the Epcot nighttime show and it was illuminations um, when we were there last. And I feel really stupid for not like knowing about that. (laughs) I mean, you can watch videos on YouTube, which will never be quite the same. But you can get a really good idea. I'll you can watch them with my mom while she explains how she just wishes the entire world was like Epcot's illuminations. And, um, we can just do that. It's like this is that would be her heaven, those 12 mm-hmm. minutes. 
on repeat way, the way it just shows us all getting along and being one people. My mom gets really into it. I love it. I love your mom and dad. So that was, that was, I'm so, I don't know, like it just, it's fun to have my brain go to that place and, and yeah. daydream about it. Mm-hmm. So Liz, what, what did you guys do into, you were there we, just at the beginning of July. Yeah, we were there. Um, so we were technically there from, we drove down on July 6th and we drove back on July 16th, but we actually only did, um, I think six days in the park. So the girls and I do have annual passes, um, but my sister and her boys were down there at the same time and they don't have annual passes. So they had like a five day trip. So there was one night where like Maisie and Mary and I were just like, we're going to go to Epcot for a while. We're going to be letting out all those episodes on like visiting trips. And I'm all like, my kids will never wake up. We're never going <laughs> to drop. We don't go on scary rides, blah, blah, blah. And then there's literally a year and a half gap. <laughs> In between going to Disney and we go back and my kids are like, no, we do all of that. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess this is also to say Disney people out there that um, I know a lot of us like only go to Disney, like say once every two years, our kids are changing quickly. And um, what we thought was kind of our, our typical vacation is now very different. I had actually, I let my sister do the reservation since she had the five days. I was like, you pick where you want to go and I'll just try to go. And I knew that say in May and June, a lot of annual pass holders have been saying they had trouble making reservations, like things were getting blacked out or anything. And so I was a little concerned because you can only make three days of reservations as an annual pass and she had five days. I had no problem. There was not a single day that I was there that I couldn't have gone to any of the parks. Oh, wow. So they have... um, they haven't announced it or they haven't put a number on it, but they've increased how many people can be in the parks. Yeah, they must have. Now it didn't work for my sister because she had tickets, but was staying off property. So I think that's Disney has kind of shifted to a tier system in many ways. And so there aren't as many spaces, I think if you have tickets, but are staying off property. So like there were days where only two parks were open to her. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So um, if she, and I mean, we've, we've had conversations because there was definitely like, especially when things were being kind of blacked out where I was like, I, I have an annual pass, but I almost feel like I have to get a hotel reservation just so I can get five days of tickets types or five days of reservations. I don't, I mean, Disney's not saying it this way. And maybe it's just that there's a lot more people who bought tickets and are staying off property. And in fact, I'm going to talk about that in a bit because I think there are, but they seem to be hitting that quota earlier than maybe people with annual passes and um, people staying on property. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Our first park, like everyone's, I don't know. Again, we have like a theme on this show was Epcot um, first, which was actually really nice because then the kids could sleep in. So what we did, we drove down on Tuesday, which was right before the hurricane. Like we were, we had literally been planning because our first reservation was on Thursday and my sister and I kept going back and forth and like, when's the hurricane going to cause the most problem to drive from Atlanta to Orlando Tuesday or Wednesday? When should we go? We ended up all going down on Tuesday, which it was just rainy on Wednesday. It was fine. But my parents and I went and got, we had to show proof of Florida residency because we had never had that before. But yes. Danica and Liza know, and I'll talk about it in a bit. We now own a property in Florida. So we, I just had to bring that to guest services. It was super easy. Um, they, we did ask if they knew like when annual passes were coming back for everybody because we were part of the people who could kind of renew out of like 
the good graces or whatever since the park had shown closed down because we did have them and the cast member who was helping us was like i have no idea but i can tell you that when it does we will all be doing overtime like, like crazy yeah like that is that is fair we went to epcot and we immediately to be immediately probably because it opened around 11 we ate in the land we all went on Soren. Mary is finally tall enough to do all the rides. Um, it was it was nice. We didn't. We wanted to go on test track first, but it but it was thundering, as Liza pointed out. It's just it, so it shuts down because it's an outside ride. So we like ran to Soren. We went on that instead. We then we ate in the land, which is Maisie's favorite place to eat because you can get like salmon and rice, and that's what she wants to do in her little life. <laughs> Got to do like all the rides. We walked around the countries. It was just, it was really nice. Eventually we did get on test track, which was good. Uh, what we noticed was that the Mexico ride, El, well, El Rio del Tiempo when, when I was little, is it still that? 35 minute wait. Really? I have never seen the Mexico ride with a wait. Yeah. And just constantly like would be like up through the, the pyramid coming out, like all these things. So it was super That's- so weird yeah so that was that was we walked onto that but that was at nine o'clock maybe at night i don't know the closest that we did to walking onto that was like a i think we eventually got a 10 minute and they still had the plexiglass up in those lines which i think was good because those lines are really um kind of crowded or narrow but a lot of places oh so i guess i should explain that so unlike liza's trip which was only about two weeks earlier than my trip two to three weeks almost no one was wearing masks inside there I could count across the entire time we were in the parks, the number of families who had their themselves and their children wearing masks inside on both my hands. And that's across the entire time we were there. And like, like Liza and John did, my kids are all 11 and under and my nephews are also under 11. So they wore masks and we wore masks inside initially when we first started the kids were just wearing their masks outside too because they're just kind of used to that from like going to public places like outside like if we go to an outside mall or something like that they have to do that around here and but we decided after a while that it was way too hot um Maisie who's my oldest was kind of nervous about that so half the time you could see her walking around outside still wearing the mask because that just made her feel better and that's okay yeah but yeah so that was definitely I would say that for our trip, there was no longer a pandemic happening based on what we saw from everyone else. There was a grandmother in the land who was wearing her vaccinated and caffeinated shirt. And I told her I appreciated it. She <laughs> <laughs> was like, thank you. And we gave her our table. <laughs> like, We're done here. Here you go, grandma. Um, so that was really sweet. So yeah, so from a pandemic point of view, my sister and I talked, we were kind of like, maybe we should have come like in March, or maybe we should have even come last summer where there were only five people allowed in the park. Like we might've actually felt safer. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Again, we wore our masks. Um, The kids are, you know, trained at this point to wear their masks. Like that's just what they do. That's not an issue there. So it wasn't too bad, but it was definitely a different vibe. But it was really nice being back in the parks. And I think that's a theme that like Liza and Danica and I've been talking about in our shows is that we really miss the parks. And it was really nice being there. 
And my kids like went whole hog into it. Maisie is still depressed that we left. <laughs> still like I can't believe you made me leave Disney World. Um, you can tell by the pictures of all all the kids, just the smiles and the happiness, like like Ruby, Audrey, Audrey yeah. and Maisie, Mary. Like yeah. you could just they're beaming. They were just super happy. Um, so we went to Epcot. We did not stay till closing. Maisie, so we got there at 11. Maisie wanted to stay till closing. That was a the theme of the trip. Maisie wanted to stay till closing. But I mean, it's a long day. It's super hot. Like, let's leave. So we did. And I kept telling her, I was like, look, if you really want to do it, we'll pick one night. And even if I have to take you back, we'll go to closing, blah, blah. The next day we went to Disney Hollywood Studios. We did not get on rides at 7 a.m. But we were still like, okay, I guess we're going. We did so my sister was always managed to get out of the house slightly earlier than me and what we did if you have an annual pass you can park for free and Maisie will wake up at like 6 30 in the morning whereas Rory I'm like roll trying to get out of bed to like get to any sort of park opening so Maisie would get herself ready put on her sunscreen fill her water bottle put her mask on I'd give her her little annual pass card and she'd go with my sister which also was able to get my sister to park for free. And then Maisie could actually be there when the park opened, as opposed to waiting for me, like rolling out her sisters. That's good that you rewarded her, um, you know, diligence. Well, yeah, that's, really, that's <laughs> a good hack. Our, our school system has her, she's in middle school. The middle school has like one of the latest or the latest show up for school times. <laughs> Maisie's like still up at 630 in the morning where I'm again, like, I'm like, Rory, we got to move at some point. <laughs> so um, Maisie was able to do that. We figured that out. So Maisie would just leave with my sister. And so then I would eventually just have to get the other two. But we would meet up with them. And it didn't really ever like cause a major thing. Because we were usually just like 15 or 20 minutes behind them. So Hollywood Studios was great. Oh, Epcot was great because it was cloudy. And we were like, if every day could be like this, like hot but cloudy. Okay, Hollywood Studios was hot and sunny. <laughs> that was a problem. Um, but it was okay. We did get to, so we went on various rides. It was super fun. Uh, and then for the, we wanted to get the one o'clock reservation, right? And we were in line for Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. And my sister's like, okay, I'm going to get out of line when it's like three minutes before one o'clock. And I'll try to go away from people because I had heard from various other Disney podcasts that you like wanted that when you were in two central location, everybody was using up the Wi-Fi and you wouldn't get on it. So my sister's like, okay, I'll walk away and I can rejoin you because we're still like in the middle of this line outside. There won't be a problem. Let's do this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try on my phone too, but okay. And nobody else online, like at like 10 to 1, had their phones out. So I'm like, oh, my God, maybe we're the only people trying, which is like the most ridiculous thought you can have at like <laughs> 12.50. In the middle of Hollywood Studios, because by 12.58, everyone on that line had their smartphone out. Oh, wow. We're all standing there. Oh, and, I, and I... I I got it. I was the one who got it. My sister's like, by the time I got into the system, it was like, someone in your party already got you a pass. It's like, yes. So then we got to go on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. So it was like four hours later, though. But so we got to go on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which was awesome. We did see the pre-show. It was adorable. adorable. The ride was great. We, uh, oh, it was just, I loved it. My kids loved it. Like, every, it was just such a great ride. And I loved the great movie ride. But I also now love this ride. So I'm like, okay, 
this is an acceptable replacement. Yes. There's a lot of young people on the boards that really are sad about the great movie, but like almost unanimously people love this. So um, we did mobile orders that day. One was at uh, Pizza Rizzo's. Yay. Yep. Uh, so we pizza Rizzo'd. And then the other was what we call this. We call it the Star Wars Cantina, but it's the backstage place by Star Tours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we call it the Star Wars Cantina. <laughs> and we mobile ordered, which was awesome. Rise was awesome. What we didn't do that day, which is funny because Danica was like, so you're just going to go watch um, Muppets for like the next four hours. We didn't go on I didn't. I said it in a positive way. Well, we didn't go on it, which I kept suggesting it throughout the day, multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it was just no, we, we did go on Star Tours. We went on Slinky Dog. Um, I had to take Maisie one of my nephews and Mary because Rory and my other nephew were like, no, thanks. And they went on toy story midway mania with my sister instead. But so we went on slinky dog, which again, at least Mary had a year and a half to grow because the last time she went, like she was just floating in that seat. That's terrifying. Yeah. Well, both my sister and I rode with her separately and we were like, Oh my God, she's going to die, but she's technically big enough. But Hollywood studios was great. And we accidentally stayed till park closed. So Maisie won. We got her way. The park closed at eight o'clock. And at like 7.50, we went to get ice cream over by Hollywood Tower of Terror. And then all of a sudden they announced the park is closing. Oh <laughs> my God. So I was like, Maisie, we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, and the, they didn't have any like nighttime show there yet, right? I think they're starting one in August. Yeah. Um, have a nighttime show. Maisie was like, this does not count. <laughs> an impressive park clothes. And I'm like, this is a very impressive park clothes. It totally counts. The next day we went to Magic Kingdom, which my sister, nephews, and Maisie got there before rope drop. Mary and Rory and I got there like five minutes before rope drop. And they had it kind of like Liza was saying, they were letting people in, um, you know, to kind of spread out everything. And so my sister was on the bridge to bridge to kind of where the teacups are uh, standing by cosmic rays. And we were like on the other end of that bridge and she was able to get right onto the mine train ride line. And then we joined her like three minutes later, because when it finally did open up, we were able to join. So we were able to do mine train first thing in the morning, which was just awesome. That was, that was great. And all the kids agreed to go on that. And then the kids were like, Oh, we also would like to go on um, big thunder mountain, which they've never wanted to go on. <laughs> Maybe he's gone on it once. I guess one of my nephews might have also gone on it, but they had all decided that we were going to do that. So then we did that. And then they were like, and now we would like to do Splash Mountain. And I was like, are you? This is unprecedented. This is not how we do Disney. This is, we do not go on Splash Mountain. That is And Rory was a little like, I don't know about this whole thing. But then we went on it. Everybody was fine. And I swear to God, the kids are still talking about the fact that they cannot believe they went on Splash Mountain. Like they will just turn to each other at home at any random time of the day and be like, you know what? I just, I just really can't believe we did that. And it's the new dawn. I'm like, great. Now we do the scary rides, but nobody wanted to do Space Mountain, which was good. Cause then I would have had to go with them. Cause my sister was like, no, that's how we were like trying to divide up like things like I will go on the rockets that spin high in the air, but my sister will. Mm-hmm. So we had to like figure out like 
who can suck it up more to like take the different kids on the different scary rides. But Magic Kingdom was so nice. It was super crowded. Um, my parents did come over. We got ice cream with them. But it was super crowded. Um, but it was just, it was really nice to, to be in Magic Kingdom. And it was another day that was kind of gray. I think I listed to you guys in like a text all the rides we went on. I mean, we must have gone on over yes. like 12, yeah. 13 rides in that one day. You did awesome. Yeah, which I do kind of miss fast passes, but this is one reason why I don't kind of miss fast passes because we were able to do all that. I mean, there were a couple of rides that were long, but even like Big Thunder Mountain when the line went out really far, because there's still kind of spacing lines, was only 45 minute wait. And we found that every ride was actually about 10 to 15 minutes shorter than they said. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically across the board. Um, And so that wasn't really too bad. Like everything we went on, my kids are old enough and I had bought like little portable fans with us. And we also had the Mickey spray fan. Mm-hmm. So we had all of those to kind of get through the lines. Um, we all have giant adventure wide-brimmed hats to keep us from getting sunburned. I had the sunscreen stick that I kept like reapplying to their faces every 90 minutes. This is just how we function. I kept like spraying them down at various points. Like we'd stand like 50 feet, which you could actually still do. You could find a kind of an empty spot and just spray them down again. It was, it was really nice. We then went the next day to Animal Kingdom, which my sister, again, got there, like, as soon as it opened. And because Animal Kingdom was probably the least crowded park as soon as it opened. And I think they cleared, like, four rides in an hour. Wow. Which we were behind them because Animal Kingdom also opens at 8, whereas, like, Magic Kingdom opens at 9. Mm-hmm. So that was really hard to get my, my sleepy kids out. Even though they wanted to be there, they also didn't want to wake up. We did eventually get there. And then here is where we have the most interesting part of the trip from my point of view. We went on Dinosaur. We had backpacks. Like, we had planned this out. But I had my phone in my pocket throughout the trip because I like to count my steps. And I feel like that's the most efficient way of counting my steps, right? And I got on Dinosaur, and I wasn't thinking about it. And I had my phone in my pocket. And, of course, I'm sitting on the outside because the kids sit on the inside. And towards the end of the ride, I feel it bounce out and hit the floor. Of the- <laughs> and I thought to myself, it's okay because there's like sides on the floor. So it'll be caught by something. It'll just be in here, under here. There are no sides, people. There are no sides. <laughs> so there I was. Now, luckily, because we are those parents, Maisie has a phone. So she was able to text my sister because we had split up again because not all the kids wanted to go on Dinosaur. Um, Maisie was able to text my sister and ask where to meet with them. So we did that. The ride operator told me, just come back at park close and we'll do a walkthrough then and see if we can find it. And I was like, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> been melting inside. Two hours later, and I think then we did safari, which was awesome. But um, two hours later, I went back because Rory now wanted to try dinosaur. She hadn't gone earlier. And my mom was like, why don't you ask them again? So I actually asked, and this woman was like, you know what, just go to the front to guest services and fill out a lost item thing. And that's actually the official way to do this. I'm like, well, that would have been good to know two hours ago, but it really doesn't change because they can't look for it unless the ride like breaks down or when the park is closed because it's literally somewhere in the middle of the ride. So I was like, it's, it is what it is. Um, I bemoaned that entire day that I was losing all my step counts 
Because, I mean, come on, it's so impressive to have Disney step counts. It, That's what you were sad about. It increases my averages so much. Like, yeah, I walked eight to nine miles today. Whatever, that's what I do. Like, my, like, yeah, so I was very depressed. Um, <laughs> I went to guest services, and that was fine. I filled it all out. Everything was great. We did mobile ordering. I was able, I downloaded the app to Maisie's phone. I downloaded and signed it with my credentials. Oh, cool. yeah. Restaurant source. Yeah. I was like, okay. That's good. I was like, it's finally like a good thing that I got my child this phone. That and they played Pokemon Go on most of the lines. Fun. We eventually, which that was actually what they played while we waited for like 90 minutes for Banshee, which again, that was probably only about 75 minutes. And we, we did do the rider swap because um, one of the children didn't want to go on Banshee. And so my sister and that child wandered off for those 75 minutes while I waited on the line with the other kids. And then she was able to take two of the kids and go again. So that was really nice. Right. So that was very good. Anyway, I just want to now I'm going to talk about when I went to get my phone. <laughs> so, went back to guest services at the end of the day to see if they had found my phone because they said they were going to email me, but I don't know my email password to check my email on my daughter's phone. I was like, you expect me to remember what my Beyond. email password is? Yeah. That's insanity. <laughs> and if they try for two-step verification, you have my phone. <laughs> like, I can't. So I just went to guest services. I was like, I'll just wait here. This is fine. Um, Maisie waited with me. And the other kids um, all went home with my sister because I was like, all right, Maisie, we were hoping that Starbucks was going to stay open and she could get a cake pop. It didn't, but she still waited with me very nicely. What I learned from this guest services experience is, A, if you buy a special balloon, you can have it sent to guest services and pick it up at the end of the day. There oh, were, that's cool. Two different toddler families waiting for this. That is cool. One was... um. One was a girl, a little girl. It was her birthday. Her dad was like letting her watch Boss Baby on her. Like she was maybe two. And he's like, we're her to get her balloon. It was really cute, baby, all these things. The other was this mom behind me who I felt so strongly for because she was yelling into her phone saying, we're waiting for the balloon. Well, you're the one who got her the balloon. Well, she knows she's got <laughs> the balloon. We can't leave. <laughs> like We're waiting for the balloon. And I was like, I feel... Oh, this is really Disney on like so many levels between the dad who's like, yay, we're here for the balloon. And the mom was like, we just want to leave. But my three-year-old knows there's a balloon. This is balloon gate. (laughs) That was good. So I learned all about balloons. But what else happened was there were two very irate families. Now, one family, I don't know. And I have actually heard a couple of other things because I was listening to Len Testa's podcast the other day. And he was saying that he had bought tickets or that his, you know, that um, some 20 somethings who had like come down to visit had all bought tickets, but not all of them worked and all these different things. So it could be that something's happening with a ticket because one guy was saying that he had bought eight days of tickets, but only six days were showing up. And he was like, I'm going to sue you. Like it escalated very quickly to I'm going to sue you, Disney. This is like fraud. This is all these things like that escalated. But then this other family was there. And this woman was saying, um, had asked the man what had happened. And then she was like, is it because like, you can't, are they telling you you can't go to Magic Kingdom now? Because we bought like whatever many days of tickets and now they're telling us we can't go to Magic Kingdom. Who would tell us that? And I'm sitting here thinking, ma'am, did you miss everything that said make a reservation for a park when you bought your tickets? 
Every single thing says it. Can't get through the website without seeing make a reservation because I assume that's what happened. But so mm-hmm. felt, felt a lot for the guest service people, but they found my phone. There was my little phone, nary a scratch on it. Yay. Yep. I then looked at Maisie's phone to see how many steps she got. Looked at my sister's phone to see how many steps she got. Subtracted about a mile's worth of steps because I was there like an hour later than they had gotten there. Inputted that to my phone. (laughs) You you rectified that situation. Then we actually took about, uh, we took one full day off from the parks. We went to the pool. We went to Disney Springs. We just had a lot of downtime, which I think was good because we were at the parks for several hours. It was really hot. We had been getting up really early. And even though we got up really early, my kids don't go to sleep really early when we get back. We yeah. stayed with my family in celebration and they like to visit with like their uncle and everything when they come back. So yeah. they don't go to bed, which, which becomes a bit of a thing. So we it's took a marathon a- day. Well, that's it. So it's not just for us, it's Disney, but it's also, this is when they get to see their grandparents and their uncle. And so they're totally like, they stay up with him and he's really good with them and they don't go to bed. My kids will go to bed still at like 10 o'clock and they'd be really tired So we took off Monday. We mostly took off Tuesday, but in the evening on Tuesday, Rory never got out of her nightgown. But Maisie was like, I'm I'm bored. I want to go to Epcot. And I was like, okay, well, why don't we go see if we can see like the evening show or something. And then I was like, Mary, you in, you out. And Mary's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. So (laughs) Maisie and I went to Epcot. We ate dinner there. It's okay, though. Rory knew, like did not mind. My sister walked all the kids into... The dogs are going crazy. My sister walked all the kids into Celebration has a Killwinds, an ice cream store. So she she just took them and got them ice cream. Like, it's not like Rory suffered from not going to Epcot. <laughs> um, she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah. So uh, got like, my kids love Kakigori, which is in Japan. We went to the Japan store, which closed early. It closed at 7. Even though the park didn't close until 9, we were there at like 6.50. And I didn't realize it was closing. They started locking doors to weird around yeah so that was a little odd but it was really nice i really love disney in the evening like i just love disney in the evening and walking around the world showcase in the evening is just one of my most favorite things so i was really happy that the kids wanted to do it we eventually did get to go on um, the boat ride in mexico which was really nice oh my god i forgot to tell you the funniest thing that happened when we had dinner in mexico the first night we were there Oh. We had dinner in Mexico one at the outside place in Mexico. The, the sit down? No, the quick service place okay. in Mexico. Oh, yeah. And we were sitting there. A bird hopped up onto Mary's chair. <laughs> Mary jumped out of her chair. Was it Mary or Maisie? One of them jumped out. The bird then stuck its beak into her mac and cheese and oh. took the mac and cheese and then jumped away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, smart bird. Or had to go to the, yeah, we got new mac and cheese. The woman who gave it to me said it happened sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say that everybody was laughing at us, like all the other diners in this outside establishment, until the birds started landing on their table. Yeah, then no, they're not laughing. The bird too. (laughs) So so that's that's how that happened. Whenever we see a bird now, and it doesn't have to be a bird that it all looks like that bird. We just say it's the bird that stole Mary's dinner. Cinderella, though, or Snow White, like, the birds are coming to, like, land on your shoulder. No, these are, like, the seagulls from, like, Nemo, like mine. (laughs) Uh, So, um, for 
our last two days, we did end up back in Magic Kingdom and then Hollywood Studios. We ended up never doing a park close other than Hollywood Studios because of the whole eight o'clock thing. But Maisie actually said, I think in our second day of Magic Kingdom, she was like, you know what? I'm just, it's just too long a day. I don't think I can make it to park close. And I was like, I think that is correct. Yeah. Like, I think this, yeah, it is too much. But we we loved it. The second time we were at Magic Kingdom, we got to do like Carousel of Progress. Um, what else we also did? So my mom has a walker because she has mobility issues. And she actually used um, twice, I think, we used the disability access pass or point. Like she doesn't have an official pass, but you can go up and ask for a time to return. So it's kind of like that fast pass. So we had a return time on Jungle Cruise and a return time on haunted mansion that was kind of cool we were able to do something else and then return and then just go right in um which was really nice on those those two rides so i mean that was our trip was great like and every night rory would say we were really good today weren't we (laughs) (laughs) yes oh i'm gonna totally say something that sounds like i'm it's like an ad but it's not an ad so right before we went to Disney, I had got the girls those um, green light cards. You know those debit cards with the app where you Oh, can- yeah. Uh-huh. So I had gotten them for it because I have always said I would give them allowances and then I flake on it because you need, like, cash. And I don't have cash money to be giving anybody an allowance. Like, who's right. dollars? I don't have anything. Never have cash. No. So... Then Rory also lost her little baby wallet that had like $200 in it for three weeks in our house. We then found it, but I was like, okay, you know what? There's this green light card. Half our neighbors have it. That way Maisie can like use it. We'll put the allowance on it. I'll take all of the money you guys have in cash. I'll put it in my account. I'll put it on your cards. And then we'll also give you money for Disney. So we told each kid that they would have $50 for Disney. But that also, it wasn't just $50 for a souvenir. It was also, I told them, I was like, look, I will buy you two meals a day at a park and one snack. And if you want anything past that, that's also from your, your debit card. Nice. And they were like, okay. I will admit on the first day and the last day, they totally each had two snacks that I paid for because I really just wanted ice cream at various points. And like, we had already done other things. And I was like, no, we're just going to go get but this would have been like if there was a churro situation. And there was. There were churro situations. Mary bought like a big pretzel. Oh, my God. Speaking of Disney magic, the second time, because when we went back to Hollywood Studios, we went back one evening just to go on Mickey's Runaway Railway. We went on it. We stepped outside. We were looking at the little store outside. The pretzel place right next door to the store had a pretzel that didn't get a Mickey ear on it. And they gave it to her. They were like, hey, do you want this pretzel? And she was like, okay. Like a misfit pretzel. And then she gave it to us because Maisie doesn't like pretzels. Mary <laughs> <laughs> and Mary and I split up this pretzel. <laughs> this That's is so weird. Um, so that was a really nice minute of Disney. The one ear, one eared Mickey. But the the green light cards were really good. My kids do each have an annual pass. So in order to get them discounts, we would just have them use their annual pass and their little green light card and it was super adorable. Mm. And they also it's helped in general just because instead of spending my money, they're spending their money and that kind of stops some of the purchases that it's, might have gone. Not for Mary. Mary is still totally like in the, okay, how much is this on a doll? Huh. And what about Moana? What do they cut? <laughs> what do I have left if I buy both of them? And I'm like, 
This totally sounds like a, you know, one of those low key like podcast ads. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, <laughs> Greenlight doesn't pay us. If Greenlight wants to like pay us, I can talk to them all the time about how they do things for us. Cause dude, I'll like, I'll send, I'll send everybody my like little referral card thing. But so far it's working out well for us. <laughs> now I'm really am an ad. Tyler took the girls to Target this week and they were in <laughs> Okay. Target. So, so I will stop there with the green light cards, but I did find that to be kind of really easy. My kids lose cash all the time and I would take the cards back and I would hold the cards in my little wallet mm-hmm. and give them out when they wanted to spend them. So they weren't just standing there with their cards, which I think was good. And I mean, for my trip, I think that's it. It was just, it was really nice. Right. It was really good being back. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So there's so many, I mean, it's kind of a fun time, I guess, to be a Disney Parks fan, I guess, because there's new things being announced every day and the 50th is coming up. So what are, what are everybody's latest thoughts? Um, And are you going to celebrate the 50th and what are we thinking? So I think. I might try to do, I might go down in September, but just for a long weekend, which is of course before the 50th, because my kids have a week off in September. So I'm going to see a long week. Yeah. Our school has a week break every six weeks and we start in August and all these things. So they have a week Ah. off in September. So I might try and see if I can take just like a three day weekend and go down there and visit two parks. And then I, I think I texted you guys that it was a friend of Maisie's whose family's been going down like once a month for a weekend to the different parks. And I was like, I can do that every other month. So we're also thinking like November, January, maybe March or April. And then in June, we'll definitely be back. So yeah, I think we're, we're planning to be there, not necessarily because of the 50th, but I think that's going to be really cool. Yes. I'm super excited. What about all of you? Well, as you guys know, we're, we're looking into becoming DVC members. Very exciting. We're right now we're, we're in the we're we're in it. Like I'm looking at the figuring out, you know, the points and the, which where you know, basically we're going to do the resale. I think like all of the benefits of, of not having of buying direct uh, seem sort of minimal, like um, mostly like you can use them for like the cruises and, um, and Disneyland and this sort of stuff, but you can use your points. It's, I don't know if you guys want to go into points, but but when you look at the numbers, it actually like it's not cheaper to use your points if it's not like your direct resort or whatever. So and yeah, and I think, you know, we'll save overall, we'd save probably somewhere between 25 to like 40 percent off of our state. It could be a lot more than that. It, it's kind of like, are we going to go every year for the next 20 years? Then like, <laughs> you know, then it's just like super cheap. <laughs> like You're basically only paying that amount of money for the, for the room for that 20 years. So it'd be something like, yeah. you know, to stay in a deluxe hotel for like nine nights would cost us something like a thousand dollars, like each oh, time. Wow. Like, it's just like, you just save a ton of money, but you're also, you know, you're also kind of, then you're going to Disney once a year for the next right. 20 years. I definitely right. think that we're going to do that though, but you know, you're just like, what? yeah. Like, uh, and yeah. then you can also resale and all this kind of stuff, but yeah. because- um, now, are you able to get the Florida residents um, passes, like annual passes, if you do go, if they bring back annual passes? Do you know? If I don't. I don't think so. I would be surprised. 
Well, I mean, I guess we'll see when they bring back annual passes, what they say. Yeah. I, I feel like I would have seen that information pop up at this point. Um, yeah. Cause the resale benefits are, there's not that many like sort of sparkly ones. It's kind of like, this is, this is the, this is what you get and that kind of thing. Although so it's shabby what you get. No, it's time. totally, it's totally great. Um, and I think, so it'll either be Poly Beach Club or Boardwalk, though I think it's going to be Beach Club. <laughs> I just can't, can't, can't quit you, Beach Club. <laughs> um, so that's one of the, like, the big things. And, uh, you know, we're planning on, I think, I don't think we're going to do anything different than we usually do. You know, we can't, it's just so far for us that, yeah. that I think that we'll just, you know, we're definitely going to go for the 50th, but that's more, I mean, I'm excited. I feel like, I feel like something that you guys really gestured towards a little bit is that how great Magic Kingdom is right now. Like you can really tell, like they're sparkling it up and things just seem to flow better. And I don't know, but we, we had the exact same thing too, where we just rode like a dozen rides each time we were there. And, and I couldn't really figure out why or what was going on different, but it was, I mean, besides the fast pass thing, but everything about Magic Kingdom seems you can just tell that it's got like a they're really doing yeah. fine getting the little details out it's really nice yeah. um agreed yeah no magic kingdom is doing well and even though it, it did seem really crowded and i'm not sure at this point if it's a like if that's a covid response to crowds or if that's like a it was crowded again we didn't have trouble getting on any of the rides like it all moved really well right. We, we ordered, we got our Pinocchios, um, we ordered our mobile orders, and we usually eat early, like around 11. So I would order around 10.30 for an 11 pickup, or I'd order at 4.30 for a 5 pickup, and we never had trouble getting our meals. Like, we never, I've heard of people getting, having trouble, like, if they try to do it closer to now that the fireworks are back, like around 8.30 or 9, mobile order pickup is, is a bit dodgy. But, you know, I think for a lot of families with young kids, that's, that's not going to be our problem. Yeah. So we can get food when we needed our food. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. So that's that's our plan. That's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. And so that's that's pretty that's pretty exciting. Um, but I think also, and this is again DVC weirdness, but I don't think that our DVC stuff would kick in for our next trip. Oh yeah, because it's like use year. You have to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of weird. Or if we want to go in February, which is when we usually go. Because I don't know, it's August. I don't know what month it is. <laughs> but we'd probably beach if we got at Beach Club, it'd probably already be sold out for DVC members. Right. Um, right. So that's kind of a, a weird, like that's just kind of part of the weirdness of it. But um, yeah. but yeah, in my cart right now, I have a split stay for let's see, con- I think it's contemporary and boardwalk. Ooh, that's oh, I love, I love that idea of staying on the monorail, Magic yeah. Kingdom, and then, and then be by Epcot in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. And I don't, you know, I just, I, I don't really like contemporary. I, we've never stayed there, but I just kind of think like, it'd probably be great. Right. Like just to have amazing. it go like. Well, the first time I did that, the first time I saw that and was on the monorail, it was just like, this is, is this a place that people can be? Like, how cool. Oh my gosh. And yeah, it'll be so fun because of the 50th mm-hmm. and it's, you know, Magic Kingdom's the birthday baby. Like, it's going to be so special. Yeah. I'm just picturing you eating, you know, fun, like having fun breakfast parties with Mickey and fireworks at Cali <laughs> Grill and like, it's the best. Yeah. 
I we stayed at um, Contemporary a couple of years ago now. We even stayed in the Garden Wing, which people are usually like, "Oh, the Garden Wing," but you know, it was really nice. Like it's it's Disney, right? Like it's just yeah. a really nice hotel, and it was so nice to also walk to the Magic Kingdom and because I love like with beach and yacht um, that you can walk to Epcot. And so that was, it's nice at the Magic Kingdom. And I didn't get to try it, but I really wanted to because now they have the the pathway for Grand Floridian to, to um, ah. Polynesian. And so I want to try that at some point to do that walk and see what that's like. Yes. So I know Danica's like, I don't need to stay in the Laura Ashley Grand Floridian. <laughs> <laughs> and you can do it from Polly too. Yes. Yeah. So, um, you I know, that really opens things up. Like, I think I it's a game changer. It yes, yeah. I think so. I tried to convince the girls that we should just do the loop one night. They were not having it. I mean, Mary, we Mary is not even seven. We went totally no stroller. We were there at like nine o'clock in the morning. Who knew when we left? That kid's little legs. <laughs> I'm impressed. I should have put a put a little GPS or little track counter on her. Just <laughs> yes. How's that going for you, Mary? The place I, I sort of have my eyes on um, is a bar in the Grand Floridian. Ooh. Have you guys ever done the Enchanted Rose? No. No. When we stayed there, they were putting it where they were putting it in. Yeah. But it looks beautiful on the pictures I've seen online. I really, that's my like, I'm just picturing like a sister trip where we just drink <laughs> at Enchanted Rose or something and then go to Polly and have like something on the beach I don't know like I'm just really into the monorail loop these days and just Uh thinking about that a lot just in my daydreams I feel that I'm so glad that they brought back the Epcot monorail like it's just the monorail is delightful Maisie hates the monorail the monorail is delightful I just love it we actually had really good experiences with the monorail too and I do like that everybody was masked on the monorail. I will, I will say that. Yes. Like, yeah. And it was kind yeah. of nice because if you didn't have a mask with you, which there were people who did not bring masks to Disney World, um, they just sent you to the boat yes. to take the ferry across. But so by the time I was there on like June 9th oh. or whatever, there were people who showed up at the park without a mask because they were like, whatever, it's optional. But really, that's something they couldn't the get on the monorail. Right, buses and monorail and Skyliner. They made us for a mask too. Yeah. Um, that, that was one of those moments where I was like, "Okay, well, at least I'm on the monorail with other people who are vaxxed and wearing masks. They're wearing masks, so I'll I'll take it." Yeah, let's let's go. Yeah, the other thing that's in um, on the horizon is that my sister has a five year old or four year old. He'll be five in the spring next spring that's why I was thinking five because in my in my vision of our next trip my brother-in-law is an active duty military member so we were looking into shades of green oh, wow. and really get that's another whole world of, of fun that I'm looking into yeah. and my husband's a golfer so he would be interested in being you know right on the golf courses there so we're planning sort of two trips in my mind right now <laughs> the shades trip and and another i don't know like a 50th anniversary you know centric trip so yeah. we'll see i mean this could all just be fantasy in my mind but did yeah. you already say liza where you guys were planning on staying for your easter fantasy trip <laughs> so the one that what i have in my cart right now is boardwalk okay cool yeah fun because i really loved being on the 
um, Crescent Lake. And I also really like the idea of resort hopping or like resort, like, like trying out all the resorts. Like, even though I loved beach club, part of me is like, well, I want to try them all. Yeah. (laughs) Now boardwalk is my favorite. Probably that's always in the back of my mind that you said that, but Mm -hmm. I I think I'm the only one, (laughs) but I mean, you love the board. You know what I mean? You got married at the boardwalk. (laughs) (laughs) I can, I think this is calling me. I think it's Mm -hmm. calling me. Yeah. But then, but then the enchanted rose thing is really calling me too. So I don't know, but I mean, I think that that's, just something like a whole activity. You could do a, a monor- the monorail bar crawl or whatever. And yeah. um, it's just, yeah, I'm excited. They said in an article that I read, um, it said like Cinderella may have the castle, but Belle has the bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I, I think by now we've all seen that Disney is putting out some more enticements, I guess, to stay at their deluxe resorts, right? So starting soon, I'm not exactly sure when or if it's actually already started, but when they do like late hours. So anyone who stays on property will be able to get into the parks, I think about a half an hour early, but in order to stay past um, the official close, you have to be staying at a deluxe resort. So they put in, um, so they put that in. And I guess um, just throwing it out there, like I know, on one hand, I personally have the, it's Disney, it's cool. But on the other hand, I do feel for the fact that Disney is becoming more and more unobtainable. And this is just one more um, way. And I know I listen to a lot of podcasts and they're like, it's a business and they want to keep the crowds down. And I understand that they want to keep the crowds down. And I understand that if they were to keep the crowds down and not increase the prices, then they would not make as much money and their public tr- like I get all of that. Right. I still kind of wish that they would just put a cap on it and maybe just not make as many billions as they, <laughs> they normally do, right? And so I, I do I love Disney, but we did say from the beginning like we would be looking at Disney with a critical eye. And I do feel slightly critical, even though actually, and I'm gonna talk about this in a minute after um, I asked Danica and Liza, this actually benefits me personally that they're doing this. And so I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but Danica or Liza, like, how are you just feeling? Obviously, totally cool if you're like, this is great. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, I, I was excited about the early morning entry because it's changing from pre-COVID where they did one park per day where they had early entry. And now they're doing, I think it was an hour or maybe more but it was one park a day and it tended to be, and it was for on-site guests and it tended to really pack in the parks on that day. So a lot of the advice was like, don't go to the park on that day. Yeah, exactly. Same. So, um, or I took that advice last, the last trip that I went on. So to me, this is, this is a nice idea that there are four on-site guests, but it's at all four parks at once. So that just makes more sense to me. It's not, it's not creating these hordes and you're getting a slight benefit and incentive to stay on property and the benefits from it. So I like that. The evening stuff is interesting to me because I think it's going to be more, they haven't released all the details, but I think it's going to be more like used to be where there's one night, it said select night, select park. Uh 
Yeah. I did not see that part. Yeah. Yeah. So, but they haven't really announced the details. Um, so I'm curious if it's going to be multiple parks at once or just one park a night or how they're going to work that, especially because they're staggered closing times too. So I'm not sure how they're going to work it or what that's going to be. So I'm curious about that. Yeah, I, I feel like it would make more sense to only make it one park a night because the number of deluxe guests who would be able to stay, who would then also be interested in staying late. Right. I'm not sure how it could be cost effective to keep all four open for like an extra hour or hour yeah. and a half. But even I, I feel like that even with just one park, like to keep it open for another two hours, how cost effective it would be. I mean, um, just for the deluxe resorts. It's a, it's a little, I, I definitely was like, Hey, why don't you just bring back magical express? Yes. Yes. So that's, yes. that's something a lot of people have said, like you're, you're taking things away. You're giving this to certain groups, but you took away the thing we really loved, which was magical express. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then the, the whole other, I guess, thing in these lines or along these lines is the fast pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's it going to come back? Is it going to follow the, you know, the paid model. Right. Is it going to be the paid model? Is it going to be that you stay at deluxe? Like you can have a couple of extra fast passes, like right. they were doing the concierge level, like right. those questions. So a lot of people, I guess, like are saying like, it just feels bad that it was one way and then you're getting, you're not getting that again. Like if it's, it's like sort of feels like, so you used to get three free pass, three fast passes, no matter what. And now if that goes away, it feels like they're taking something away from your experience in the reopening. And so that just doesn't feel good. So I could see like having it tiered, but like everybody's starting at three again, and then you get an extra one if you're moderate. So you get four. And then if you're deluxe, you get five or something like that. I don't know. I know that Danica stayed club level before. I know there was extra, or you could opt into like extra fast passes or something. Yeah. You know, you know, and like everybody should say club level. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just so great. Like we, like we would, there was just like a couple of times where we were like, we, we we didn't get a fast pass for seven dwarves mine train and they're like oh my god and then they like just gave us some (laughs) 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 i mean it's a really a lot of it's a lot more expensive you know i wouldn't write that down we are staying club level and we are getting the fast passes it's 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 nice yeah um (laughs) um you know, and I don't know if they're supposed to do. I mean, I don't. I don't know anything. They're just like, oh yeah, yeah, let me do that for you. And then we just would ask them for fast passes, and they would give them to us. Yeah. So, um, so awesome. yeah, you know, there's definitely, yeah, I guess the club level system. I guess partly too. Well, I still am surprised about Magic Express. Like, I don't think I'm going to get over that for a while. Oh, but I wonder too. Are they having a hard time filling the hotels? I mean, I, I feel like because like me trying to get the what the reason I haven't paid for, or uh, done the trip in February yet is because I'm like, this is like a little high for a February trip. Like it's a it's probably about 20 percent more, maybe 10 percent more than what I'm usually paying. Like it's, it's I just a are high. So um, based on the travel podcast I follow. So um, the Diz podcast and the Mouse and More podcast, what they've said is it's not that they're having trouble filling the hotels. The hotels are full. And in fact, a lot of the travel agents want them to open up more hotels because they can't get people in. It's just that Disney is increasing the prices because 
they didn't make the billions that they had estimated to make. And so that's another thing that people are bringing up that they're charging more for less, which, and again, that's, I mean, you know, that's, that's kind of how it works. So it's not that they're having trouble filling the rooms at all. Um, It's just that they are trying to recoup these losses or their predicted loss. Like, I'm not even sure. Like, I don't think they actually lost. I think they lost predicted income is what they lost or something like that. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's something like that where they lost predicted income. And now there's the whole thing where Universal is starting uh, wages at 15 and Disney is still only at 14. And so they're also having trouble. They're having trouble with staffing because yep. of that. Yeah. Um, which is another thing. So yeah, and like I, I get, and also, so on one of the, the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about, um, so a lot of people are engaging in revenge travel right now. Like, right, we're all planning fabulous trips because we were able to do this. Um, if we were fortunate enough not to like lose our job or to have a cut in pay over the last like 18 months. Mm-hmm. And so some some people were like, oh, and I think this, this will just be how it is from now on. People will just spend more. And I'm like, I think people didn't spend money for 18 months on vacation and they're splurging on this one vacation and they're not going to have the money to splurge. Like mm-hmm. we had more like, and I guess this leads into it. I bought a house in Florida because right. we had not spent money, right? Like we had nothing to do. And then of course we had to pay for pod childcare. So it was, it was not, I don't know, it seemed to work out in my brain until it didn't. But um, <laughs> we bought a house in Florida to be an Airbnb and we were largely able to do that because we hadn't spent money on things for so long. Yeah. Yeah. That we were, and we, various other things went into that. Like we changed a few things about our life that also got us there. But I mean, yeah, absolutely. In a couple of years, like I can't go and buy another house next year. Right. Like, <laughs> house. So that's where we're at. And I will say that what Disney is doing is actually exceptionally good for the short, short term rental. Um, they haven't opened up all their rooms, right? But also they're super expensive. So you can, for example, rent my house, which is a four bedroom, three bathroom with your own private pool. Again, here I'm sounding like an ad in Kissimmee. I'm not even an ad because it's it's booked through next March. Oh my God. That's you can't crazy. stay at my house. Yeah, you can't even <laughs> stay there. <laughs> you can't even well, go there. I'm like, well, Tyler's constantly like, do we have like a weekend we could go down? I'm like, no. <laughs> But it's booked, and I think it's also because what's the point if there's no, if there's not Magical Express, if you have to pay for parking if you're there, if the prices are going up, why would you spend double what it costs for one room at an All Star than to stay in a full house mm-hmm. in Kissimmee yeah. that you can have your own pool to where you're away from it? So, for example, May all of the Orlando Airbnb like area rentals, including like Kissimmee, which is where my house is, were booked. Like Airbnb had a banner month in May and then they thought they couldn't do any better. Then June came, then July, the few houses that had like been left, like that hadn't been booked for July started upcharging a lot, which we had already been booked. So my rental, my property manager was already like, this doesn't help us, but it's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know we've been booked forever. We already have like our price. 
So what is actually happening? A lot of people, a lot of the travel agents are talking about like how this is going to help hotels on like 192, which are kind of like, or the good neighbor hotels. Really, really sweet pea. You got to scratch the bed right now. That's my dog. Um, how it's going to help those hotels, but it's actually helping the short-term rentals. Like people yes. are just booking short-term rentals. Yeah. And so it's actually good for me that Disney is doing this, but I still kind of wish Disney wasn't doing all of this, yeah. even though it, it makes the fact that I randomly bought a house in the middle of a pandemic actually seem like a wise financial choice mm -hmm. as opposed to a long-term con to get a place in Florida and have a Florida annual pass and do all of those things. Well, yeah. And I feel like once you sort of commit to staying off site and then you're like, oh, well, I could stay for like nine days and I'm going to rent a car and I'm going to go to Universal and SeaWorld. And it's just, it's just, you kind of then start spreading out and it to, to me, it seems like it's going to dilute the Disney bend. I don't know. Yep, I agree. Like, it's some. I mean, I really love being in that Disney bubble, obviously. But I think that if it's not that important to you, or if you're, or financially, you're like, well, I could stay in this, you know, this resort where I'm, I guess I'm told that I don't get to be in the extra hours, right? Or right. I could stay in a house where all of my kids will have their own room. Yes. You know, we'll get the we'll be on this. You know, we'll have our own pool. We'll have you know. And if you're already, if you're driving there and you already have a car, you have to pay for parking, even if you're staying at a, any of the resorts, mm -hmm. like there's all of these things are, you know, really add up. And yeah, I think, I, if you I think went twice a year, it would be, I don't know how you could afford to stay on property. Yeah. I mean, like, a, I think a third of the guests who have been renting my house come from within like 300 miles or something, I think is what um, Airbnb has given us as stats. That's right. I, I love stats. You know, I just said I. <laughs> re-entered my footsteps that I, even though I didn't get them. Um, but it is, I think that people like this opportunity. And so I, initially I thought it would be a good investment because of COVID and people want more privacy and all those things. But with the prices really going up very high and the lack of a perks that go with like, there's no free dining. There's not going to be free dining because that's not going to happen. So you get, you rent a house where you have a kitchen. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we, when we go with my father-in-law that like that's he likes to have activities so he goes to Publix once a day and buys us stuff but if he's not there then i use shipped and it delivers the food to our front door and then we can cook it really easily like you you don't it's it's not that hard to kind of do these things mm -hmm. anymore and i do think again it's it's good for my business but like you guys said i don't think it's going to work and i don't think it's that people are necessarily going to be staying at hotels, I think people are going to use more of these rentals because oh, they're yeah. using more of these rentals. Like, again, our, our property manager thinks that basically July is the new hotspot month because of how this past July performed for wow. houses in the area. So we'll, we'll see. So interesting. Yeah. I guess if anybody wants to stay in our house, you better book fast because we will be in <laughs> prices. I'm just letting you know that now. You need to book it. It's already, it's yes. already going up. Yes. Once we realized that it was going, it's already going up. Like it's just, it has to stay with market, whatever and market, whatever has like risen. So look yeah. fast, still cheaper than an all-star. It's <laughs> amazing. Put that one out there. Yeah. <laughs> How many ads this thing? <laughs> it's like, let me tell you about this other ad. 
great. Let me talk about the Magic Candle Company. Oh my God, I love Magic Candle Company. Smells like Magic Candle Company. If you're listening, we will so mention you all the time. We can. We'll sponsor you. No, you can sponsor oh, yeah. us. No, want I us to mention- I mean, that was like my that was like my COVID treat is I would just oh, yeah. buy like one of their candles. And I, yes. Yes. I remember like they're like, does it smell like beach club in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I got like the essential oils that you can add to the laundry, so the sheets would smell like beach club. <laughs> Oh, that's genius. Oh, I did a bit originally try to like spray our masks with it because I think one of our friends from from one of from our from our online group, one of our friends said that she had sprayed like one of her masks with an essential oil of lavender and I'm like, "Can I do that with my thing?" But it was, like, <laughs> it was a little too much at that point. Great idea. Oh, oh, Magic Candle Company, we would love to have a discount code. Just putting that out there. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Symposia Disney. Again, uh, we loved recapping our trips and kind of just uh, discussing what's currently going on in the parks. Let us know how it's going for you. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and we would totally love to hear from you. And again, this is Liz. Liza. And Danica.